Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, we're back into it at the bottom of the hour. We'll update that story that broke within the hour about uh, Toronto police and some of their members allegedly uh, doing things that seem unprofessional, like uh, catering to women, driving them to a nightclub, one of whom is handcuffed in the back of the car, uh, sort of calling up tunes on their police computers. This doesn't sound like exemplary behavior, but David Perry is going to join us at the bottom of the hour, and he's a spokesperson on matters related to uh, crime and the rest here at Global News Radio. Now, when it comes to trying to deconstruct media campaigns, we always go to our default position, Alyssa Freeman, who's a public relations strategist and PR and pop culture media expert on this matter of the Gillette ad, which lasts about a minute and a half, encouraging men to change their behavior, and it invokes the Me Too movement, and it implores men to confront America's culture of toxic masculinity. Alyssa, good to have you on The Oakley Show. Oh, I'm so glad you're saying that now, John. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've always maintained that it's good to have you on the show, but this is really timely because, I mean... You deal with brands and uh, what their approaches are, what's the thinking behind it. You know, as a man, and uh, just based on sort of a superficial rendering of this ad, I've heard 37 seconds of the total 90, but I don't want to be preached to. I just want a damn good product, a razor blade. I don't need the virtue signaling. I'm predicting epic fail. Am I typical of most men's thinking, you figure? Yes, you are actually. And when I when I when Mary first gave me this story, Ned, the first thing I did was look on the Twitter feed, and people were losing their minds. And I guess by the term "people," I have to say men were losing their minds. And this is an ad with a very what I would call a decidedly feminist point of view. And I cannot tell you, John, how many interviews I have done when we've been explaining away what the Me Too movement is, and that we're all tired of hearing the phrase "boys will be boys." So when you look at all the women who have been uh, commenting on this ad or writing blog posts on this ad, what they're saying is, well, it's about time. And it's not just about Me Too. It's about all sorts of behaviors that we explain away that say they're boys, so therefore they should be able to engage in all these behaviors. And what's interesting about the ad, because it's really more than an ad, it's it's almost what one would um, term now, I don't know, a short film. It's about a minute and 47 seconds. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't just go through male toxicity and behaving badly towards women. It looks at all different ways where boys engage and giving them another way to think about that engagement. Well, all right, but the problem is conflating uh, just general masculine traits with toxic masculinity, like the adjective just screams right out at you, uh, and I likened it to, say, white privilege, which again, you know, easily challenged, but anybody who's white is automatically privileged. I just find that there's uh, something insidious about this kind of descriptor or making it as a positioning statement. You know, 
nowadays, I think we're seeing more social positioning statements among brands, brands that we wouldn't normally expect to see such narratives come out of. And Gillette, I would have to say, would be one of those last brands, which is a decidedly very masculine brand, although they do make female razor blades, which I buy, but, you know, coming out with this type of positioning. So, you know, somebody, John, has to start the conversation. And when you look at a brand which is more, like, decidedly masculine and coming out with a narrative that talks about masculinity masculinity in a different way, it's going to raise eyebrows. And it's going to certainly get a huge, uh, you know, news run over the next 24 to 48 hours. It's, A, a way to break through the clutter, but I still think that it's starting an important conversation. Yeah, well, is that the purview of a, a product? Look, I remember years ago, Benetton. Remember the, uh, mm-hmm. I, they were out of Italy, and I guess it was fashion, sort of pedestrian type of fashion. But, you know, they all of their ads were aimed at starting social conversations. Uh, was that effective? They're not around anymore, are they? But they were around. I think there are some Benetton, Benetton stores, maybe not in North America, but that's certainly in Europe. And, you know, that was sort of breakthrough at the time. And they used to call it the United Colors of Benetton. And, you know, Coca-Cola has done something to this effect. I mean, remember, I'd like to see the... I'd like, I'd like to uh, teach the world to sing. The world to sing, mm. you know. So there have been brands that have put their toe in sort of the social consciousness waters in order to, you know, leverage their platforms, which are huge, which are international and global, in order to start another conversation. Yeah, but really, this conversation that they're starting at Gillette, uh, don't you think, and you sort of alluded to it earlier, uh, just based on social media blowback, it's going to piss some men off because they're feeling like they're uh, being condemned just by virtue of being a man, and the toxic part of the masculinity uh, really gets lost in all of that, and so they're defensive. I, I get that, but I would have to believe that it's still a small minority of men who think that. You know, there were positions taken by Nike that angered people, and they were burning their Nike shoes. Well, what happened with that? Nothing, actually. The stock went up, and then products started flying off the shelves. So, you know, you have to think that a big brand would do their due diligence, that they would, you know, do their market research, they would understand that their demographic would not be, you know, terribly angry, or a small percentage of that would be, and then you kind of play the odds. You think, okay, this is going to piss off a number of people, maybe we'll ride that PR in order to gain attention to the ad and to the brand, and at the end of the day, we hope for a win. Well, you know, it sort of dovetails with a finding from the American Psychological Association late last week, uh, where... They say psychologists have come out against traditional masculinity. So it's like a slippery slope we're on now. Uh, Men will have to apologize for just being men, I suppose. I don't think so, John. I think that that's a bit of a a bit of a stretch. I think that what they're saying is that men need to think differently about their behaviors. And when they thought it was okay in grade four to try and lift up their their little girl's friend's skirts, that really it you just can't explain it away that boys will be boys. And that's a behavior that we shouldn't have tolerated then and we don't have to tolerate now. I would think we've moved past that. Okay. And, you know, yeah, you uh, would think, but there, no. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, I, and there are a lot of men, you know, look, uh, a lot of men just recognize there are always going to be a holes in our midst. And uh, we tend to confront or challenge them as well. But you're saying that's what this is doing. It's attempting to, uh, again, confront 
the culture of toxic masculinity. A razor blade company, who knew? Uh, have to wait and see if this one, I don't know that this is going to last a long time, but we were we were talking about it last hour. We're talking about it now. So well, I guess, it certainly has a sharp edge. Sean. Yes. Oh, there you go. Ooh, Worked it all in nicely. On one. Okay, very good. Uh, I'll let you go. I can't top that. That's just comedy gold right there. Uh, Alyssa, we'll talk to you again before too long, I hope. All right, I'll see you tomorrow afternoon. All right, Alyssa Freeman again, public relations strategist and PR and pop culture media expert. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.